I'm Leslie Stahl. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. As you know, I'm a Democrat, and I can't put anything on this show that makes Joe Biden look bad. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that. Maybe I know that, maybe I don't. But either way, I can't put it on the show. You know, I didn't want to argue with you. I just wanted to accuse you of things, defend Biden, and have you just agree with everything. Why the Durham bombshells are a big deal. Mr. Reagan. Everyone has heard about the Durham bombshell, but there's one very important thing that people are not talking about, but I am about to. We're back with the Fox News Alert. A new report from special counsel John Durham coming out late last night claiming Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Yep, there was spying going on, and it was worse than we thought because they were spying on the sitting president of the United States. Well, it turns out that the internet company, that's this new star, had a contract with the government. And this contract was obviously a contract to protect the security and the equipment at the White House. But essentially what happened is this guy, Joffe, decided to use the access granted by that contract to do this kind of spying, to look for derogatory information on Trump. And we know that they were spying not to find collusion with Russia. They did not have any reason to believe there was. In fact, we now know there wasn't. What they were doing is to try and spin a narrative, a false narrative of collusion, but they needed something to point to, like, look at this, look at this. And so they were looking for that. The idea was to sell it to the FBI. Uh, And then they could tell reporters that the FBI was investigating something. It's not just us and the Clinton campaign saying this. It's the FBI that's investigating it. That would have given it more credibility with the press. And that was what the Clinton campaign was trying to pull off. Why was the federal government not defensively briefing President Trump and his team and the campaign as to this domestic spying operation that was being conducted by the Clinton campaign? And the reason is... It appears that they were complicit. It is beyond outrageous uh, what what happened here. You would not know it from watching the news, though. Just about all the other mainstream networks turning a blind eye thus far to this story. So what is the Durham bombshell exactly? Well, Durham has filed charges against Michael Sussman, one of Hillary Clinton's campaign lawyers. This Sussman guy is being charged with lying to the FBI. But more important than whether or not Sussman is guilty of lying to the FBI or not, because honestly, who cares? The new filings show a truly shocking conspiracy. This conspiracy was both spy on the Trump campaign and in a far more sinister and thorough way than anything Nixon's men were ever up to with Watergate, but also, and and even worse still, to distort the gathered data from that spying, or even to plant false evidence in order to fabricate the Trump-Russia connection in order to trigger an unjustified FBI investigation into Trump, which then facilitated more spying. What's even crazier is that it looks like after Trump won the election, the spying continued along with the new FBI spying in the White House. There was just spying on top of spying on top of spying, all of which was, of course, totally illegal. Now, the details are pretty fantastic here, but the broader story isn't that surprising. We've known for a long time now that the FBI 
knew that the Steele dossier was bogus and continued to spy on the Trump campaign anyway. And so we have known that this was a conspiracy between the FBI and the Hillary campaign basically forever. And they did this first to try to help Hillary Clinton win the election, and then later to try to trigger a phony Trump impeachment, which ultimately failed, but they were able to vote through two other phony impeachments anyway. Honestly, does anybody know why James Comey isn't sitting in Guantanamo right now? I don't understand that at all. You know, we don't know what evidence Durham has exactly, but for Durham to file this report with these truly astonishing accusations, well, that indicates to me a strong level of confidence in whatever evidence he does have. And this is highly encouraging, not because of Sussman, but because of the greater conspiracy. If anyone else is involved in this plot to spy on Trump and fabricate this Russian hoax, they have committed extremely serious crimes, and those crimes are now being exposed. Conspiring to criminally spy on a presidential campaign, infiltrating White House computer servers, intentionally passing off fraudulent evidence to the FBI. The violations of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act alone can get these guys up to 10 years in prison. And that is just one criminal statute. Honestly, I think there's a smorgasbord of crimes that these people can be charged with. And that's just the stuff that we know about right now. Mark my word, there is much more to come. This bombshell is nowhere near the most significant revelation that we're going to see from this investigation. But you may be asking, why hasn't Sussman been charged with more than just this little lying to the FBI thing? Well, that too is a good sign, I think, because I don't think that Durham is actually after Sussman. I think that he's got bigger fish to fry. But there's one very important thing that people are not talking about. By filing this report, I think that he is hinting that this whole house of cards is about to fall. But I don't think Durham just wants the scapegoats. I think Durham may want the heads of the real criminals, the masterminds, and those at the highest levels who signed off on these crimes. But in order to do that, to get a truly airtight case, he needs cooperation from everyone that he could possibly get. He needs everybody to tell him what they know. He needs more witnesses and more evidence. What it looks like Durham's doing here is he's saying, hey, this is all going to be exposed. Everyone involved is going down. Your best option is to cooperate. <laughs> and I think it's going to work. I think we're going to see more and more indictments through 2022. We're going to hear from whistleblowers. And I think Hillary and Obama and everybody else involved, I think they're done. The only concern is that you end up with a bunch of people getting Epsteined. Now, one of the reasons I suspect that we've not had any whistleblowers come forward up until now, and I think the reason why these people thought they could get away with all this in the first place, is that the Clintons have a certain reputation. People are legitimately scared of them. And whether that fear is justified or not, the perception exists. There's two competing fears here. There's the fear of prison, and there's the fear of death. Now, if Sussman is Epstein, well, then everybody else involved becomes more scared of Hillary than of John Durham. And then they all clam up. But that would have to happen to Sussman now for it to be a credible threat. Everybody believes that the Clintons are willing and capable of the worst. But if they don't get Sussman right now, then that belief will be tempered. The fear of Durham will actually be greater than the fear of the Clintons. Now, some think that Durham himself will get Epstein, but I think that that is highly unlikely. In the end, as witnesses flip and evidence is collected, we're going to get closer and closer to Hillary Clinton. And we're going to get closer and closer to Barack Obama. And when this happens, one question will permeate this investigation. What did Hillary know? 
and when did she know it? What did Obama know, and when did he know it? And for those who don't know, this was the great question about Nixon during Watergate. The central question at this point is simply put, what did the president know and when did he know it? And it's now going to be the great question about Hillary and Obama. And although I expect that they both knew everything all along, and though I suspect that this will probably be exposed eventually, unfortunately, I think it'll end the same way that Watergate did. And in this case, that ending is utterly unjust and truly tragic. You see, Hillary and Obama have a failsafe, Joe Biden. Biden can pardon both of them even before they're arrested or tried for crimes relating to this conspiracy. And he will do exactly that. And so we're never going to see Hillary or Obama in prison, at least not for this. But there is a silver lining here. If their involvement is proven, then they will be too politically toxic to touch. They will be utterly disgraced. Every Democrat will turn their backs on them. They will become irrelevant. Their legacies will be destroyed. And American schoolchildren will forever read about them in their history books as crooks. And that is as it should be. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. Someone very profoundly once said years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. What is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. This is your daily Facts Matter update, and I'm your host, Roman, from the Epic Times. And now let's begin today's discussion by talking about John Durham. And in case you're not aware, which is very possible given the fact that there is a near total media blackout on this particular matter, well, Mr. John Durham is the special counsel who is leading the investigation into the alleged spying that was done against Trump's campaign back in 2016. And it looks like there has been a relatively significant development in his case. That's because according to this new filing right here, which he submitted to the court three days ago, it turns out that Democrats were allegedly paying to infiltrate the servers of both President Trump's private residence as well as the servers for the White House. And the second point was occurring during the time when President Trump was in office, meaning that according to this filing, the Democrats were spying on a sitting president. Now, before we actually jump into what this filing itself says, I'd like to quickly introduce the three main actors that we will be discussing so that you can more easily keep track of what's happening. And so the three main actors here are John Durham, who is, of course, the special counsel. Then you have Mr. Michael Sussman. He is a former Clinton campaign lawyer. He used to work for a law firm called Perkins Coie, where he represented both Hillary Clinton as well as the DNC during the 2016 election cycle. And he is currently facing trial for allegedly lying to the FBI. And then lastly, the third person is Mr. Rodney Joffe, who is a tech entrepreneur. He holds multiple tech-related patents, and he was the senior vice president over at New Star Inc., which is a Virginia-based tech company that provides various internet-related services to both commercial as well as government clients around the world. And so, according to this new filing, which again was just submitted to the court three days ago, John Durham is claiming that Clinton's campaign lawyers, they paid Mr. Rodney Joffe to infiltrate Trump servers, both before and after the election, in order to establish an inference as well as a narrative that ties President Trump to the Russian government. And after the tech company compiled these so-called findings, the Clinton lawyer, they took those findings to the FBI and presented them as evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. 
Now, because the details of how this all played out are so complex, let me really set the stage for you. Back in September of last year, in September of 2021, John Durham submitted a grand jury indictment against Mr. Michael Sussman. And in that indictment, Mr. Sussman was charged with lying to the FBI. Lying about what? Well, you might remember that back during the 2016 election cycle, in fact, just about a week or so before the actual election, multiple news reports began to emerge, which stated that the U.S. government was investigating allegations of a secret back channel that exists between the Trump Organization and a Russian bank that's called Alpha Bank. As an example, here's an article from Slate, which was titled, Was a Trump Server Communicating with Russia? And then the subhead of that article reads, quote, This spring, a group of computer scientists set out to determine whether hackers were interfering with the Trump campaign. They found something they weren't expecting. Now, as you can see, that particular article was published on the late afternoon of October 31st. And within just a few hours, the Clinton campaign amplified its reach. That's because one of Hillary Clinton's senior policy advisors, a man by the name of Jake Sullivan, now you might recognize him, he's currently the guy in the Biden administration who's giving all those briefings about imminent war with Russia. But back then, he issued an official statement from the Clinton campaign, which said this in part. This could be the most direct link yet between Donald Trump and Moscow. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. The secret hotline may be the key to unlocking the mystery of Trump's ties to Russia. It certainly seems the Trump organization felt it had something to hide, given that it apparently took steps to conceal the link when it was discovered by journalists. And then furthermore, Ms. Hillary Clinton herself shared that message and she added this. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. So that was, of course, a fairly damning accusation, saying that the Trump campaign had a secret server that was covertly communicating with a Russian bank. However, this accusation turned out to be false. The FBI looked into it and determined that there was no real evidence of any kind of this secret back channel. However, given the fact that it was an election year and the the claim was publicized just a few days before the election itself, well, the damage had already been done. And so then this naturally leads to the next question. If this allegation was not true, then where did the accusation actually come from? And that question, well, it leads us right back to the indictment by Mr. John Durham, which was again submitted in September of last year. And to start with, this indictment quotes a story which was published in the New York Times in October. And here's what that story says, quote, FBI officials spent weeks examining computer data showing an odd stream of activity to a Trump organization server and Alpha Bank. Computer logs obtained by the New York Times show that two servers at Alpha Bank sent more than 2,700 lookup messages to a Trump-connected server beginning in the spring. So how did it exactly come to be that the FBI began this investigation? Well, according to this indictment, the FBI initiated this investigation as a response to a meeting that they had with Mr. Michael Sussman, who is the Clinton campaign lawyer. And during that meeting, which, by the way, Mr. Michael Sussman himself requested, here's what happened according to this indictment by Mr. John Durham. Quote, Sussman provided to the FBI general counsel three white papers along with data files allegedly containing evidence supporting the existence of this purported secret communication channel. And so what this means is that the lawyer who is representing both Hillary Clinton as well as the DNC, he requested a meeting with the FBI, handed them these documents, and suggested that they should investigate Mr. Trump. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, why wasn't the FBI more cautious about this? I mean, clearly there is a conflict of interest. And here's where the crime comes in, because here's what the indictment says specifically about this point. Quote, during that meeting, Mr. Sussman lied about the capacity in which he was providing the allegations to the FBI. 
Specifically, Mr. Sussman stated falsely that he was not doing his work on the aforementioned allegations for any client, which led the FBI general counsel to understand that Mr. Sussman was acting as a good citizen, merely passing along information and not as a paid advocate or political operative. And so, because Mr. Sussman lied about what he was actually doing, this indictment says that the FBI did not examine the origins of this data as thoroughly as they would have otherwise, and instead they essentially took the information at face value. But the story actually goes much, much deeper than that. Because as it turns out, Mr. Sussman was not only working with the DNC and the Clinton campaign. It turns out that he had another client, the tech executive, Mr. Rodney Jaffe, who was not only feeding him all this information about the servers, but also Mr. Jaffe had a real vested interest in making sure that Hillary Clinton was elected president. And so that's right, besides the DNC and the Clinton campaign, Mr. Michael Sussman had another client, this tech executive, Mr. Rodney Jaffe, who was not only feeding him all this information about the servers, but also Mr. Jaffe had a real vested interest in making sure that Hillary Clinton was elected president. Because if she was elected president, well, Mr. Jaffe said that he would be assigned a top cybersecurity job by the Democrats. Here's specifically what he said according to the indictment from Mr. John Durham, quote, I was tentatively offered the top cybersecurity job by the Democrats when it looked like they win. I definitely would not take the job under Trump. And so let me just restate the facts behind the indictment that Mr. Sussman is facing. Mr. Sussman went to the FBI and presented so-called evidence that the Trump organization was secretly communicating with a Russian bank. Mr. Sussman told the FBI that he was giving them this information of his own accord and that he was not working for anybody else. He was essentially saying that he was a good citizen doing a good deed. However, unbeknownst to the FBI, here's what was actually happening behind the scenes. Mr. Sussman was employed by a well-known law firm called Perkins Coey. During that same time period, Perkins Coey, on behalf of the DNC, hired a company called Fusion GPS, which in turn hired a British spy named Christopher Steele to produce the so-called Steele dossier, which was later used to justify spying on a Trump campaign advisor. And then furthermore, Mr. Sussman had, as his clients, the DNC, the Clinton campaign, as well as Mr. Rodney Joffe, who is the tech executive. And Mr. Rodney Joffe, he was tasking several people to do research on these alleged Trump-Russia ties. Here's specifically what the indictment says about this part, quote, the tech executive exploited his access to non-public data at multiple internet companies and enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract designed to identify the perpetrators of malicious cyber attacks and protect U.S. national security. And so, this tech executive, he was using his connections behind the scenes within the industry to enlist the help of several people who had access to data that normal people like you and me don't have access to because those people are, quite literally, working on a federal government cybersecurity research contract. And then those people, they utilized that data to pull information on the Trump organization. And you might say, if you're being generous, that this tech executive was acting in good faith. After all, maybe he really did think that Trump was colluding with Russia and he really wanted to get to the bottom of it. However, this indictment, it actually paints a much different picture. Here's in fact how John Durham describes the situation as he sees it, quote, the tech executive's goal was to support an inference and narrative regarding Trump that would please certain VIPs. Moreover, and as alleged below, the tech executive provided information that he gathered, gathered through these interactions to his lawyer, Mr. Sussman, so that Mr. Sussman could assist in drafting and disseminating materials to the media and the FBI. And that appears to be exactly what happened because Mr. Sussman went to the FBI, presented this information to them, although he said that he was just there as a good citizen who just happened to come by this data without mentioning what is happening in the background. The fact that he's working with all these different people to, pr to produce what is essentially opposition research. 
And there's a lot of other solid evidence presented in the grand jury indictment as well, such as the fact that Mr. Sussman was actually billing the Clinton campaign for some of the time that he was spending with this tech executive, with Mr. Jaffe, and he was billing that time under the category of general political advice. Here's specifically what John Durham wrote, quote, Sussman, acting on behalf of Tech Executive One and the Clinton campaign, disseminated the Russian Bank One allegations to the media starting in the summer of 2016, and he billed this time to the Clinton campaign. Now, everything that we've discussed thus far came from the original indictment. However, the new piece of the puzzle that was just revealed three days ago was that Mr. Rodney Joffe was not only having his team spy on Donald Trump's servers before the election, but that also, even after President Trump assumed office, he was monitoring the web traffic of the White House. Here's specifically what the new filing says on this front, quote, Tech Executive One, who we again now know to be Rodney Joffe, also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. Joffe also tasked these researchers to mine internet data to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. The technology firm that Mr. Jaffe worked for eventually had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for Trump's executive office. Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the executive office of the President of the United States' DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. And just for your reference, DNS traffic refers to traffic that's coming in and out of a server. And so what this means is that even after President Trump assumed office, when he was the sitting president of the United States of America, Mr. Jaffe, as well as his research team, were monitoring the DNS traffic on his web servers. Then they allegedly gave this data over to Mr. Michael Sussman, the Clinton lawyer, who then at first laundered this information over to the FBI, which we already discussed earlier. But then it also looks like he gave the information to a second intelligence agency as well. That's because according to this new filing from John Durham, which again was just released three days ago, here's what he wrote, quote, on February 9th, 2017, Michael Sussman provided an updated set of allegations, including the Russian Bank One data and additional allegations relating to Trump to a second agency of the U.S. government. Now, just to pause here for a quick moment. February 9th, 2017. That means that President Trump is already in office. He's already the duly elected president of the United States of America when this part is happening. And then second of all, although the second agency that Michael Sussman visited with the so-called intelligence is not actually named, I think the most likely candidate is the CIA. And during that meeting with likely the CIA, here's what Michael Sussman presented them with, quote, the purported DNS traffic that Tech Executive One and others had assembled pertaining to Trump Tower, Donald Trump's New York City apartment building, the executive office of the president, and the aforementioned healthcare provider. In his meeting with Agency 2, which again is likely the CIA, the defendant provided data which he claimed reflected purportedly suspicious DNS lookups by these entities of IP addresses affiliated with a Russian mobile phone provider. Michael Sussman further claimed that these lookups demonstrated that Trump and or his associates were using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. However, John Durham then goes on to say in this filing that there was no real evidence that this was the case. There was no real evidence that either Trump or his associates were using these rare Russian cell phones. But regardless of whether it was true or not, well, the damage had already been done. That's because here in America, in, in American politics, as you likely know, from a certain perspective, perception is reality. And here was the perception in 2016 that was being pushed by Ms. Hillary Clinton. Quote, Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. And apparently, not only was that claim false, but those computer scientists were apparently also being paid by Hillary Clinton's campaign. 
Now, frankly, if you think that this was all too complex to follow, then you are probably not alone. Typically, a lie takes a sentence, while the truth can take many, many, sometimes even books to uncover. However, in terms of a summary of how this all went down, well, Mr. Kash Patel, who is not only the former chief investigator for Russiagate under Devin Nunes, but he also hosts a show for the Epic Times, and he issued a statement that gives a summary of what actually happened. Here's what he wrote, quote, Special Counsel Durham's latest pleading involving indicted Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman definitively shows that the Hillary Clinton campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Coey to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia. Durham states that Sussman and Mark Elias, over at Perkins Coey, hired the internet executive, Rodney Joffe, and his team to establish an inference and narrative tying President Trump to Russia. He then further explains how this continued even after President Trump assumed office. Quote, Durham writes, he has evidence showing Joffe and his tech company obtained a sensitive arrangement where they were able to infiltrate White House servers. Per Durham, this arrangement was put in motion in July of 2016, meaning the Hillary Clinton campaign and her lawyers masterminded the most intricate and coordinated conspiracy against Trump when he was both a candidate and later president of the United States while simultaneously perpetuating the bogus Steele dossier hoax. And it appears that they were rather successful because not only did the FBI launch their investigation into Trump, but also a broad swath of the electorate did wind up believing that Trump colluded with Russia. And only now are we getting to the bottom of what actually took place. Now, President Trump himself, upon this in upon this filing from Durham being released three days ago, he released a statement saying in part that this is essentially larger than Watergate itself. Here's specifically what President Trump wrote in the statement, which was again just released two days ago. Quote, the latest pleading from special counsel Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate, and those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. In a stronger period of time in our country. This crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this. And now just to circle back to the present day, one of the reasons that the legacy news outlets in this country might be ignoring the story could be due to how it is related to the current crisis that we here in America are facing in regards to Russia. Here is how Mr. Glenn Greenwald, who was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, here's how he describes the situation. Among the reasons the media might want to cover for the developments in John Durham's criminal probe of the fraudulent Alpha Bank story and the crimes committed to spread it, the Clinton 2016 official at the heart of it is now Biden's national security advisor in charge of Ukraine. And there might actually be some legitimacy to that view, because while Mr. Jake Sullivan was working as a top aide in the Clinton campaign, he very publicly pushed the false Trump-Russia story, which it now appears that his own team fabricated. Now, of course, in pushing that story, besides perhaps earning some political points, it likely did have the effect of sabotaging the international relationship between the U.S. and Russia. However, right now, Mr. Jake Sullivan gives us weekly press briefings about the looming war that we are about to fight against Moscow. It's amazing how all this works if you begin to look beneath the surface. Regardless, we'll have to wait and see how this case actually unfolds over in the court of law. Maybe we'll even learn more in the process while we are awaiting the full Durham report to be released. If you'd like to read any of the documents that we've discussed thus far in today's episode, including this new filing from Durham, I'll throw them all into the description box below this video for you to check out. And all I ask in return is that you take a super quick moment to smash, smash, smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. And now, since today is a very special day, in fact, today is Valentine's Day, and I'd like to thank you for spending your Valentine's Day evening with me, and in exchange, I would like to offer you a special Valentine's Day gift. 
That's right, for just a single dollar, you can get unlimited access to all of the phenomenal uncensored content over on epictv.com. I'll throw a link to it, it'll be right there at the top of the description box. I hope you click on it, and I hope that you enjoy it because it's great for both yourself as well as to be enjoyed alongside your loved ones. Again, the link to it will be right there at the top of the description box. And then until next time, I'm your host, Roman from the Epic Times. Stay informed and stay free.